You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing a behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Love Exciting and new Come aboard We're expecting you Oh boy, you are uh, seem to be in an awfully good mood today. I don't quite understand it. <laughs> oh, good lord, good lord, good lord! Un- unmute yourself, by the way. Good morning, everybody. This is indeed the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. It is for this Sunday, February fourteenth of twenty twenty one. From the Northern Command Studio in, would you stop, in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. From the annoyance capital of the world in Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Studio, I'm going to get the mouse to cut the power off, I swear to God. Don't you threaten me with a good time. It's Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. And uh, hopefully you've got uh, this Valentine's Day is exactly what you need it to be. It's, uh, it's, uh, and we'll just leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we, 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 we brought in the wonderfully talented Jack Jones with the theme from uh, one of television's all-time greatest uh, dramas, The Love Boat. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> How that particular show survived as long as it did, I will never, I'll, I'll never know. I'll well, never know how that's. It was, it was just cheesy little stories with, with celebrities that people knew, but maybe you hadn't seen in a while. <coughs> Excuse me. The attack. Yeah, of the I cough up a hairball too for that. The, the, the attack of the Tic Tac. And by the way, wait, without Love Boat, what would Charo have done all those years? 
I think she'd have found something to do. She'd have... All I can say is this. Coochie, coochie, coochie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but we start, and again, happy Valentine's Day, and whatever whatever it means for you today, we... Uh, and, and if you're listening to this later on, never mind. Exactly. Exactly. So... I I did I I was I had kind of a, a dilemma this this particular Valentine's Day. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I, I normally I try to pick up Granny Annie some a nice bouquet of flowers, but the last couple of times I've picked her picked flowers up for our two cats. Just love eating the greenery around the flowers. And if that isn't bad enough, then the little bitches get sick afterwards. May I ask a question, sir? Hey, what's that? Have you considered actually picking flowers as opposed to just picking up flowers? I, where am I going to pick flowers Oh, when, when it's when it's fourteen freaking below, uh, no, wait a minute. Excuse me. Current air temperature without wind chill. No earthly clue what the wind chill is here right now. But the air temperature is a balmy seventeen below zero. Wow. Where in the where in God's where may other than the Cobble Park Arboretum, where where am I gonna pick flowers? That, that sounds like a you problem, sir. Hey, look, I just come the, up with the ideas. I don't execute them. All I can tell you is, like I said, it's 17 blow and it's coming your way, Burr. buddy. Burr. No, I'm, uh, it was actually, I was actually cold last night. Uh, the heat in my apartment, I, I, I have no control over when the heat comes on and when it doesn't. Um, so, and usually it's not so bad. Usually, I, I, I mean, this is not exactly a, a, a an airtight apartment, even though they just put in new windows, unfortunately my front door, which faces out to the street, I'm about uh, 20 feet from the actual front door to the building. Uh But that's, I mean, there's a mail slot that's open all the time and the cold air just comes into the, the hallway area, the, the little vestibule area. And it comes right through my door. It comes right through my door and I can, I'll be in bed, and I, I'm all warm and toasty under the covers. I stick my arm out. Holy smokes. It's a whole different thing. And uh, I was going somewhere with that, and I'll be gosh darned if I knew where it was. I, well, I, I can tell you this, but i give you a suggestion for today. What's that, sir? Won't work any other day of the week, but oh it my. is Sunday. You won't get any mail delivery. Why don't you go find a way, a way to plug that hole? It's uh, it's not that simple. I've tried. Oh, Oh, good lord. The slot doesn't, There, there's a cover, you know, that you would lift mm-hmm. up and it would close itself. It, mm-hmm. It's it's old and it's rusted and it won't, even if I could close it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't mean a thing because the, the front door might as well be made of uh, lace. It, oh, it, serves, it serves no real purpose. It serves no real purpose. So enough yeah. about my trials and tribulations. Uh Shall we? Uh, shall we knock out the stock ticker? Get that out of the yeah. Way? Why don't Why don't we Why don't we tick tock along here?
from the Radio TFI Market Watch Studio. It's, uh, it's your weekly stock report. Uber closed the week at $60.63, up $2.05 from last week, while Lyft closed the week at $57.65, up $4.53. That's your uh, Radio TFI Market Watch, and we got to get a better shtick for this. Yeah, no so, kidding. So they're doing fine. So for uh, you know, they're they're getting residual love over selling off parts or buying parts or you know, buying the alcohol induced uh, the alcohol delivery, which I still can't for the life of me imagine why how that is legal. Well, I'll I'll, I'll give you something else here. Now, um, the the kids have gone on to. Uh, actually start doing uh doing DoorDash. Oh boy. And look, I it, it's their car, it's their miles, it's their gas, it's their labor. And it's so funny because DoorDash these days is is a lot more than just delivering uh food. They had to go pick up a bag of dog food and a few other pet accessories uh yesterday. Uh, now at first Brandon made it sound like it was this, this 30 pound bag of dog food. Actually, it was only about 14 pounds, but still, you know, if, if, if that's some of the things they're delivering, uh, you know, wait until the time when somebody, you know, they need to feed their great Dane and then, yeah, we need to pick up a 50 pound bag of, dog food and i'm thinking to myself this this shit doesn't pay no no we do to be doing that kind of stuff but but like like i said it's their their time they're you know folks don't see that they don't see that a their time is worth more and we've discussed this ad nauseum over the years the uh what it costs in your vehicle and of course, people say, "Well, my car is paid for." Well, yeah, but your maintenance isn't. Oh no, absolutely and, not. And you're beating it down to, I mean, there comes a point with a vehicle. I give you, I'll give you a for instance, the last vehicle I used to do transportation for hire, when I was focusing on my on my personal clients and having to step into the dark side, that vehicle had already served its purpose over the years. I had no no expectation of ever getting any kind of trade-in value out of that. Oh, no, you never do. But what I'm saying is that uh, I knew that that had zero trade-in value, nothing. So I could Mm -hmm. run it hard knowing I'm not worried about selling this in a year. Which, by Mm -hmm. the way, a lot of these folks are still doing. They still think, oh, I'll be able to sell this and trade it in. (laughs) You know, and again, it is what it is, but... uh, but by the way, before we, as we kind of morph into here, once again, a big, big, big thank you to the queen of all hacks, Christine Hubbard, for joining us this past Wednesday night. That show is up on the website and that'll stay there on the main page for a while. Uh, she spent about 40 minutes with us and as always, just uh, just a brilliant, brilliant time. And uh you know, it's funny. I told her, I said, you know, we won't keep you for any more than about 10 or 15 minutes, but, but you never, when we get talking about stuff, you never, and I told her this, but you know, you know, Ed, he'll get you talking about stuff. And 
And what does Ed say every Ed. time? I'm going to back off and I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh-huh. I made a big thing about that to John before the show. <laughs> I said, I'm going to let you handle the interview. I'll, you know, I'll say hello and I'll, I'll get my, you know, get, get my words in there here and there. And, uh, and, and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, <laughs> <laughs> she, she is just so fascinating to talk to, especially when it comes she to, is. to, uh, you know, our common interest. And, and, and it's hard. I, I mean, the woman is informed and, and she has a presentation style that I don't understand how, how it will be that she's not running for political office in a couple of years. I'd vote for Mark my words. Mark my words. I wonder and, if she has the interest. I wonder if she actually has any interest in doing it. Uh, to make things right for people, she has the fire for that. Well, this is true. And this, you know, what I, what I loved about two parts about that interview. The first part was, is yes, she is the CEO, the chief cook and bottle washer for Beck Taxi, but she was doing this for every single taxi driver in, in and around the Toronto metropolitan area. That is right. And overall for everybody. Overall. I mean, she's, um, Look, we we just we just enjoyed the we just enjoyed and, and the second the second part of it was is I still love the fact that she come right out and said I didn't have I was gonna try to squeeze it out of her to see if she was gonna she was letting that particular driver. It doesn't yeah. matter now because yeah. let's get there's there's news that goes with that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right, but she she said in so many words what I wanted her. What I wanted to hear. Right, he, was still, he was still working. He's still working. Exactly. Now, so go ahead, John. In less the meantime, than, uh, less than, jeez, uh, 20, 24 hours after. Not even. Uh, yeah, I was going to say less than uh, at uh, 11.50 a.m. on my time, 12.50 out there. And uh, you people that think you live out east just think you're God out there. Hey, Toronto's, but, um, Toronto's in the same time zone, so, you know. Exactly, exactly. So, um, she posted a tweet uh, saying, Breaking, any tra- taxi driver whose uh, taxi cab owner's license was canceled can pay their license renewal invoice to reinstate the confiscated license. You must have the invoice number to pay. She gives an email address if, uh, in case she didn't get the renewal notice. Now, just uh, just as a recap for anybody who may not have listened to us the other night, uh, and again, that, that show is, you can find it on SoundCloud, it's on the website. <clears throat> what kicked this thing off, uh, happy Valentine's Day, Orlando. Uh, I'm expecting candy and flowers. Uh, what kicked it all off was that one of her long, long time drivers had moved and the long story short, these the, the uh, taxi folks in Toronto came out and literally pried the the metal permit or plate as they like to call them there in Canada uh, off the car. She said she nope they never do this especially during a pandemic. So I mean that just set her ablaze and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And the next day apparently they backed down from it now. I will say this, uh, John, I, we didn't talk about this, but I was tweeting the same exact thing. We both tweeted the same thing at the same time. 
which was there, there, but for the power of radio TFI. That's right. <laughs> you come, you, you come on the taxi stand hour with John and Ed, Things you get, get results. <laughs> Things happen. <laughs> so, so we're, we're, uh, we're going to take that one with us and we're going to, we're going to shine it up and we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to run that as far as it'll run right to the ground. We will run it right to the ground. As far as we're concerned, the Toronto taxi business owes us. Thanks That's to us. It. Thanks to the taxi stand. <laughs> you can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> I can't. And this is the guy that came up with Gilchrist ceremonial sippy cup. <laughs> but, mm. but I can't. Oh, we're going to talk about that later, too. Oh, boy, are we. Ugh. Oh, boy, are we. Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, now, not everybody seems to be completely happy with this. Uh, Jafar, uh, one of their uh, one of their longtime drivers, one of uh, one of many, from what I understand, uh, grade A top top of the shelf drivers, mm-hmm. uh, uh, had replied that you know that's not enough. We want. A refund for the 2019, 2020, and 2020, 21 plus major, uh, plus a major reduction to renewal fees fees by 75 percent. And I honestly don't see why not at this point. I don't. I I don't understand why any municipality that allows Uber and Lyft to operate. Uh, Chargers, taxi, and, and, and town cars, and all that other thing. Anything. Anything. Or anything more than uh, you charge Uber and Lyft to operate. It's, uh, don't give me the, oh, they're not the same. They're exactly the same. I couldn't believe some of the fees they charge. Didn't she say, or didn't we read somewhere that it, it's like a $5,000 transfer fee? Like, like if, uh, Somebody wanted their owner up for somebody wanted to to transfer their license. In other words, they're going to sell it to somebody else. Right. It's property. They want to sell it to somebody else. The city of Toronto gets five thousand dollars now, even though that's give it its give it the blessing. Even though that's Canadian money, it's that's still a, a sh- load of money. But essentially, you're right to get to get Toronto's blessing. They 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 stamp a couple of pieces of paper. And uh and the annual renewal fees, I forget the exact amount she told us was it's like $1,500, $1,300 a year, which is just crazy. That's that's crazy. Uh I'd be interested to find out what they're charging Uber and Lyft to operate. Probably nothing. Oh, I'm sure there's something, but I'm sure it's not near. Oh, it's not. I promise you. I guarantee you that it is nowhere close. It is nowhere close. So, but again, congratulations to the folks. This is a very tiny, minor victory. A -hmm. victory nonetheless. And these days, you take them where you can get them, kids and kittens. Look, it it doesn't have to be a well-executed, pretty. In 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 the one loss columns. It doesn't say it was a good-looking win or an ugly win. It just says a win, not not unlike the uh, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. It was an ugly win, but 
still oh, come on that's our that's how we're saving that for hour two when uh, I know, but I'm, I'm taking the opportunity to do a dig here come on man oh have you not listened to this show i'm gonna dig you all right oh <laughs> Seven five four eight hundred chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. You can call us here at the Radio Station uh, at Taxi Stand Hour on the Twitter. Uh, feel free to call, call collect from a payphone anywhere in North America. Or you can do like Rolando did if you're watching on one of the feeds. All you got to do is hey, type out a little message, say a little. Give us a little shout out, if you Say will. Say a little prayer for you. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, what what do you what do you say? We uh, we don't need to take a break to go into this, but let's let's go ahead and start talking into uh, and talking about the um, the elephant in the room, if you will. Okay. Oh God! And where do you want to start with that? Other than the fact that we knew it was coming, we knew it was going to happen. Right. Uh, let me let me lay this out. I I spent the whole week. I probably watched about ninety five percent of of the trial, not to mention commentary and all that. I'm not gonna lie to you, kids and kittens. Uh, there's not a whole lot on the website this week. There's not a whole lot that I have prepared uh, for two reasons. One, by the time I got to my prep time yesterday, I was so disgusted, uh, and B. Uh, a lot of it was just of the day, of the day. Uh, had we been doing a daily update, it would have been different. But uh, but we'll t- we'll talk about. It. By the way, speaking of what I just did there, their their attorney, the defense attorney Bruce Castor, on the very first day did that. Said, well, first off, blah blah blah, and or a you have to look at this, and then number two, you like really, did you do that? Uh, so if you had your eyes open in the last 24 hours, you know that, uh, uh, president Josephus, Donald Josephus Trump was acquitted now in the impeachment trial. Now, the good thing, if you will, is that more members of his own party voted to convict than ever before. The previous record was one when Mitt Romney did it last year. So now you had seven, seven Republicans. Right. So now you had seven Republicans vote to convict. Uh, let's skip ahead to what a douchebag Mitch McConnell is. Uh, this is resting front and center on my mind right now. Uh, mm-hmm. He is an abominable human being. How the people of Kentucky keep electing him and Rand Paul is beyond me, or sadly confirms what I think about the people of Kentucky. I don't really, but you're confirming stereotypes. That's what I wanted to say. Um, John Stewart, late of The Daily Show some years ago on the Twitter, wrote this. Paraphrasing what he believed Mitch McConnell was saying, the president was guilty of everything he was accused of, which is why I voted to acquit. If you listen to McConnell's speech, that's, he went, he tore into Trump. Now, Mm -hmm. we all know McConnell doesn't do anything without reason. 
He didn't just suddenly, you know. They're playing on this technicality. Look, he was president when, when it happened. He was president when he was impeached. T-Pain at T-Pain USA. This is leads into what I was going to say next. Mitch McConnell delayed the trial, then acquits because some idiot delayed the trial. Remember, yeah. the House was ready, was ready to rock and roll. It was Mitch McConnell that put the delay on. Not that it matters, as more than one person has pointed out over the years. What you're saying is that uh, as the guy is walking out of the bank after robbing it, well, he's not robbing it anymore, so I can't, we can't arrest him. You know, that's, that's, uh, uh, Al Franken, Al Franken, who, by the way, I believe should have ran for president. And by the way, here's a guy that got booted out for what? A picture from 20 years ago? Yeah. Uh, he tweeted, question to Trump lawyers. You showed a lot of video clips showing Democrats saying fight. Do you have any footage of their audiences rioting right after? He's not the only person that said that. But No, that's been the point that's been made all along is, is yeah, okay, yeah, you want to. It, it was so stupid. You know, I was listening. Uh, I was in the car and I had CNN's feed. And so I was listening to this and, you know, everybody, people saying fight, people saying fight. Yeah. Okay. There were even some people that said, take it to the streets. That's right. You know, and listen, here's, here's what I think actually wound up happening. You got to realize that we're talking first about, First off, about the the individual who has at his fingertips, whether he pays any attention to it or not, daily intelligence briefings as far as what's going on, what's going on in the world, what's going on around the corner. Trump, while you can't honestly say that all those people came to this came to this rally, which. Uh, Oh, by the way, yeah, it's on the same day in which they're uh, getting ready to uh, confirm the uh, confirm the electoral college votes. You, you mean the same the same day that Trump said, "Come to D.C., it's going to be wild." Yeah, just checking. But you you, uh, you can't say that he picked a a, a crowd of people that were just going to be gonna sit there and you know like sheep just listening to his listening to him speak and and oh then they're you know and that they were gonna go home and then he whipped him up and got him to the point where they got felt inspired to uh to uh, go attack the capital nobody is saying that i'm surely not saying that i guarantee i i know for a fact that a lot of this was planned weeks uh weeks maybe even a month or so into you know into the making if you will there's no question that that some came prepared i i mean who brings flex cuffs with them yeah you know who brings you know uh, look there as i tweeted out earlier in the week you, you can you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink light his tail on fire though and watch what happens well yeah you, but I guarantee you that 
Trump saw this, saw the intelligence report, saw the report saying that there are going to be people gathering, uh, that there were going to be people out protesting, and he wanted he wanted to have this protest out there for all the for all the world to see, and then he was he sure as hell wasn't going to do anything to discourage them. Oh, oh, go peacefully, march peacefully. Well, BS. He knew that this was going to happen. It, it should. It, oh, oh, go on, go march peacefully. I love you, people. Do you know? He got the crowd whipped up. The other people speaking that day got the crowd whipped up. Uh, yeah, we forget about those people. We forget about Don Jr. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to forget about Don Jr. But. Uh, and Rudy, you know, trial by combat. Oh, yeah, there you go. Right after Donnie lost the plans for Stop the Steal began in earnest. Right, right, but, right Rolando. But he had also been laying the groundwork for that for how long? Right, for, at least six months ago. And I don't have the time frame in front of me, but he started with the, well, if we if we win, then that's the way it should be. But if we lose, it, it it's rigged. By the way, he's used that rigged thing long before he was president, long before he got into politics. He his his show didn't win an Emmy, The Apprentice. They went, oh, it was rigged. This he he didn't get picked for this. Oh, it's rigged. Everything is rigged with him. Nothing's ever mm -hmm. gone his way. Uh, as uh, you know, look. As far as government stuff goes, he's managed to slither right out. He truly is the Teflon Don. You you got to give him points for this. He is whatever it is he has on the Republicans. He's got them in a spot. Now, thank your lucky stars, kids and kittens. Because can you imagine if he still had his Twitter account during all this? Well, he probably would have incriminated himself more. But, well, this is very true. But think about how much we would have had to endure from 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 that. Uh, Earl Duquesne tweeted this, uh, quoting Trump from from the 2016 campaign. "Quote: I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody." Close quote. Uh, there was a time when people thought that was an exaggeration, not an understatement. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, look at what he's accomplished now. Uh, just, just to another quote here from uh, Allah Pundit at Allah Pundit if the mob had torn Pantonor Romney apart and Trump had tweeted too bad so sad there still wouldn't be 67 votes to acquit look, no. look Josh Howley is the one you gotta watch out for because he's, a, he's smarter than Trump he's younger he's uh, he's sitting up there in defiance up up in the gallery. He has voted no on every one of Trump of uh, excuse me, President Biden's nominees. Uh, he is setting himself up to be the next Trump. Uh, somebody's got dirt, Rolando. There's there's no question about that. Uh, somebody's got something on on everybody, and I don't understand what could be so bad. What could be so bad that you're willing to, I mean, Ted Cruz, the man called your wife ugly. 
accused your father of assassinating John F. Kennedy. And all you can do is kiss his ass? Lindsey Graham, you fled all of these Republicans, what they said about him in 2016, uh, including little Marco, who, by the way, I may move back to Florida just to vote against him. Uh, Marco Rubio and Scott. Uh, but what changed? It's not just that they're all wearing the Republican sweater. That can't possibly be it. It can't possibly be the only reason. But again, and if it's not, what is so bad? What did you do that Trump has found out about that has got you quivering in your boots? Has got you shaking well, to the point that, well, first off, we, we know that their oath means nothing. It's party over country for 43 Republicans. and It's you know, not even party. It's, yeah. it, it's, it is the whim of one individual who, if you look, if you look at Trump's history and you look at, he's no more Republican than I am. No, no, he's no more Republican than your chair. Exactly. But he's got, he, he's whatever, you know, he will give the dog his due. Uh, he's, he's a, he's a good speaker. He knows how to whip people up. And he has definitely whipped up a group of people who, for whatever reason, felt marginalized uh, because all of a sudden we had a black president and black people were starting to actually get their, uh, you know, get their due, if you will. Right. And, oh, no, we can't have that. Yeah. We, we, we can't have we can't have black people getting kudos and getting this and that and the other thing hey this is this is a white man's world we can't have that you know my, my normal point of view is that i i'm usually outraged and just generally annoyed when when i see things voted on party lines and i would normally say something like what you can't tell me there's one democrat who didn't feel differently from the other you know from the rest of them but in this case i can't i can't do that I can't do that because people died here. This isn't some, you yeah. know, this isn't taking advantage of some loophole in some uh, banking, obscure banking law or something like that. This is people died. People are going to suffer this the rest of their lives. People have lost limbs. They've lost body parts. They're blinded. Uh, there's no telling with some of them, with, uh, especially some of the police officers. How yeah, they, one of these psychos actually gouged some gouged an officer's eye out. Right. right. Can, you, can you even? How animalistic do you have to be to literally physically gouge somebody's eye out? And look, we've got it. There's all the video. I personally think the problem was the article of impeachment was. Mm, they probably could have done it a little bit differently. I don't think they ever would have gotten. The, the more I think about it as I'm saying it out loud, it wouldn't matter what they said. If they would have exactly. impeached him for his uh, for his last name being Trump, he, they still wouldn't have convicted him. They, uh, so it is what it is. The important thing is it's all on the record now. So, exactly. so we got that going for us. So now 
2022 and 2024. Now we can point and say, oh, by the way, how did you vote? Uh, you know, and they're all going by, oh, well, technically, no, technically nothing. The Senate voted that it was constitutional because that's the rules. In the Constitution, it says the Senate decides what's how to, how to go about their business in this matter. Whatever they decide mm -hmm. is cool. And they decided it was constitutional. And they decided this was, this was the right way to go. Maybe not by a huge majority, but hey. Uh, I, I mean, we haven't even gotten into the attorneys. These are slip and fall guys for Trump. Remember, these is, he couldn't hold on to attorneys. He had attorneys quitting left, right, and center. Because for a number of reasons, A, they want to get paid. B, he wanted to keep pushing the big lie that he won the election. Uh, you notice that nobody's still answering that question. Uh, well, although his attorneys finally did refer to him as the former president. So I guess some somewhere along the line, Trump accepted the fact that he's not El Presidente anymore. But now, now who's to say that he can't do anything those last couple of weeks of January? You know, and well, yeah, that just opened up a that just opened up a big can of worms. Yep, yep. I, I've got one more. Thing. I I don't have the author of this or who put this out. I I stumbled across it, but it's a very interesting quote. A failed coup attempt without consequences is just a practice run. Yeah, we've. I I mean, there's a lot that needs to be discussed about that day, as to why there weren't backup, why the National Guard. It's, there's a lot of questions to be answered about that day. People will, should go to jail. There's no question about it. They should go to jail. Uh, and, and fear not, uh, friends, there's still a good chance that one Donald John Trump will wind up in jail. Well, it's still it's it's still it's still young here, folks. Oh yeah. Excuse me. Oh yeah. This is not to be all and end all, but uh, this is like Al Capone going going to prison for tax evasion. Okay, we didn't get him for killing a bunch of people, but we got him, and you get him. And do you think that for whatever reason now people are going to be just even a little bit more? Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? More incentivize. Have more incentive. Incentivize. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, to get out there, there is a ton of stuff, illegal, dubious stuff that Donald Trump, uh, that that don't that Donald Trump does or did. That's a good question. Does double jeopardy apply to uh, impeachment? Uh, well, he, he, <laughs> he can't be impeached for it again uh, because he's no longer in office. Uh, they took a bite at this apple. I mean, honestly, how many different ways could you come after it? Uh, now, now the Republicans would definitely have a stand because this impeachment, although it's still perfectly acceptable, to impeach somebody. Remember, impeachment is not a criminal offense. As Jamie Raskin, the lead manager, said on numerous occasions, 
Nobody's going to jail. He's not going to jail. Not for a year, not for a month, not for a day, not for a minute. There's no fines involved. Nothing. It's a political step. It's a constitutional, you know, process. Uh, theoretically, I suppose you could impeach him again for things he did while in office. But at this point, look, the preponderance of evidence that popped up uh, it, it wouldn't have mattered. It would not have mattered. You, 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 maybe you get to 10 senators voting to convict, but you don't... Uh, you, you where, don't I was, where I was going with incentive, by the way, was more of... I was answering uh, your question. States like, states like Georgia. So Georgia's got a hell of a case here for... Oh yeah, with Trump. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. a criminal. That that is a criminal case, uh, boys and girls. Uh, you could see Donald Trump doing some serious time if convicted on uh, on trying to influence an election, uh, trying to strong arm strong arm the Secretary of State and strong arm the state of Georgia into finding. How many votes? 11, whatever, 11,000? 11,780. Yeah, that... I'm telling you there, that this is the step. And there's going to be other places. You wait and see. You well, wait and see. There are going to be... Well, if you want, um, to, if you want to do a double thing on, on the uh, the Georgia thing, remember, the, the D.C., they can go after him in Washington, D.C. as well. Because Trump was in D.C. when he did that. And the other end of the call was in Georgia. And then they could technically go after him in both jurisdictions. Uh, a little bit of Absolutely. an overkill. but And and by the way, uh, his attorney referred to the Georgia Secretary of State as Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know Ben's looking for his, you know, he, he's going to have to look... Uh, at his post career, post football career, but <laughs> oh, Rudy's Rudy's not going to be representing Trump anywhere. No, no, no. Maybe at the prison talent show, but he's not. <laughs> he's not representing Trump anywhere. Uh, Rudy's been given his hat and told to to hit hit the pavement, hit the asphalt. Man, he's another one not getting paid. By the way, he. This is this is not kidding. Vandermeer, Vandermeer. And Castor are Philadelphia attorneys. They're slip and fall. They're personal injury attorneys. And I got to wonder, did Trump tell them, well, you know, you'll get your usual, you know, one third of whatever you collect. I I, I don't understand. They had, a, they, they're not, they're not constitutional lawyers. They're not doing things for the principle of it. I got to imagine they had to get paid up front. I had. Because the, the they came on like eight days ago, nine days ago, after Trump had clearly exhausted every bus bench advertisement uh, for an attorney, and uh, I I can't imagine that they wouldn't get paid up front. Because uh, you know you know who wind up uh, should probably lay low for a little bit if you think about it. It would be Rudy. Oh, Rudy's got his own bag of troubles. 
Well, let, let's face it. While Trump didn't say anything uh, to, you know, you could argue that Trump didn't say anything to incite this mob. Rudy, didn't he say something like uh, uh, something by combat or something Tri- like that? Trial by combat. Trial by combat. If that isn't a dog whistle, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what is. Boy, you talk about a fall from grace. You talk about a fall oh, from grace, Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Uh, so, I, I I just want to get on to Mitch McConnell here for another. Uh, I am so, so. I was in shock yesterday, as I watched this speech. And watch him start tearing Trump apart. I'm like, you cowardly son of a... You had the... If he votes to convict, we're at a whole different thing now. Remember, he sent an email the night before to to the rest of his buddies. You know, let's face it. A lot of them had their minds set up made months ago. Wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered what would have been presented. They were going to vote not guilty. Uh, it would have been a minor miracle to get that two-thirds. But then for McConnell to come out and say this, you know, I don't know if he's trying to rescue what's left of his reputation. I don't, uh, Maybe he's trying to get the money spigots turned on again. Because remember, a lot of corporations have said, eh, we're good. We're good. We're not going to be touching you folks. You know, you'll be go someplace else for your handouts. Uh, I'm I'm sure Mitch. Uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. At the, the the we've we've got a we've got a comment from down under. If you can't, well, on the radio you can't see it. Let me read what what Athens said. Wrote, good evening. The impeachment article acquittal is what I meant the other night. I was hoping that I was wrong. Call me cynical, but in the end, most politicians look after each other as they depend on each other to continue their jobs. You're not entirely wrong there. But, on the other hand, if you look at what it is they're supposed to be doing, okay, they're representing the people. It's supposed to be your oath, your country, and not your party. Okay, you're representing, you're not just representing people of your party. You're representing everybody. Here in the U.S., if you're a Republican, you're you're representing Democrats, you're representing independents, and you're representing people that just don't care, that don't vote and could care less about anything you have to say or do. But yet you're still representing them, and you have to represent all the people, not just not just the ones who who agree with you, and that's that's nearly impossible for a lot of these people. I I don't like to give in to people that disagree with me, because let's face it, I'm right all the time. John will tell you. We've been so it, it's very it's very annoying uh, the people that think they're right all the time. It's very annoying to those of us that are right all the time. But but seriously, you. This is not intramural softball where where we're doing the best for our team. You got to do the best for everybody. Okay? I'm not saying that there aren't like-minded people 
in various levels of government, the Senate, uh, the House, etc. So of course there are. Of course there are. And, and you naturally gravitate towards each other. But goodness gracious, I, I, I've always been against this by uh, this partisan voting thing. Uh, it first came hit me during the Clinton impeachment when it went right down the line, a party line vote. And I said at the time, and I'll say it still, you can't tell me one Democrat or one Republican didn't have a different view of what of what occurred. And they're not, they don't have the spine to vote their conscience and vote the way they think their constituents want them to vote because you're a representative. Hell, in the House, that's what you're called, a representative. It's not, you're not an autocrat. You're not there making decisions for, you know, it's not all about what you think. Most of them just care about getting reelected. And quite frankly, that's a problem with the House of Representatives because they're constantly campaigning. It's a two-year cycle. That needs mm-hmm. to be readjusted. All, uh, we need to put in term limits because you can't have these people spending the gazillions of dollars and the amount of time that they use to our time to campaign, to run for office, and then not do the job anyway. So, tapping out. Rolando says uh, term limits can't come soon enough. I don't. I I totally agree with with the idea of having term limits. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. To be honest with you, well, there's I mean, too much. There's we, too much at stake for a lot of these people. We can't have people like Mitch McConnell, thirty some odd years in that job Paul, uh, government work like that that's not was never intended to be a career joe biden should not well, have, this is true joe biden will tell you he hasn't had a job outside of politics since he's 25 27 mm-hmm. for goodness sake that's there's something inherently wrong about that because our system of government is set up to be run by the people Right. Campaign finance reform would accomplish the same thing. Take away their incentive. Thank you, Edward. We uh, we, we totally agree with you on that. Uh, the, the whole thing needs to be needs to be uh, whitewashed and uh, torn down from the foundation and rebuilt from the foundation up. Uh, and I say once once we tear everything down and we get the new cornerstone, we put we put Mitch McConnell there in the t- cornerstone. Let's find out if a turtle can live for 200 years. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. <laughs> Rolando saying at least, uh, at least mandatory retirement by 65. That, that would rule out uh, uh, half of Congress for yeah, crying that- out loud. <laughs> Half of the Senate, anyway. Uh, look, I got to say, if you watch Pat Leahy during this. I was just, we were right on the same wavelength. My, my that goodness. was hard to listen it, to. It was hard. Look, they had the parliamentarian there to, you know, keep him on track as far as the rules go and whatnot. Look, Pat, I'm sure you're a fine human being and you've done. But, and was I the only one that felt that he had to be nudged every now and again? Pat, wake up. Pat, wake up. Although, look, again, I... I, 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 
an age limitation needs to be combined with how many years you've been in office. Something. If you've been in for 20 years and you hit 70 years old. See ya! Excuse me. You've had, yeah. your, you've had your time. You've had your time. Exactly. Uh, no, but you're absolutely right in that that the the, uh, the framers, the constitutional framers, had no intention of people making politics, making government uh, be their their full time uh, job over a a twenty year period. I, I'll guarantee you that because most everybody at the at uh, you know, when this all began, had other jobs, had other things that they were doing, right? Uh, in their life, they had to tend to their land. You know, after a couple <laughs> of years, is <laughs> nothing else. He had to, he had to tend to your land, and he, so you had to, uh, uh, you couldn't spend your entire life in Washington D.C. Look, there, there's a lot to be said for uh, institutional knowledge of people there that understand how things work and have been there and seen the changes and yada, 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 and understand the intricacies intricacies of how these things work. But again, I don't know that a 25, 35 year career in politics is just, uh, you, it's interesting because I was just thinking in my head, just thinking Mitch McConnell, he's got name recognition all over Kentucky. I promise you that that's how he keeps getting reelected. Uh, term term limits is something we can all agree. Uh, thank you, Ken, and welcome aboard. Ken, Ken, hi, Ken. We uh, we love to see you. Thanks thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, boy, I lost my train of thought there. I lost my train. Of thought. You were that you were that shocked that he I, piped in. Huh? I am happy. I am happy. Uh, for those of you not aware, Ken Coons is a is a friend of the show, more or less, and uh, we've been trying to get him to participate with us for quite some time now. We don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, uh, but we welcome that. We want differing opinions. Uh, we want exactly. We, we if want you have a different, by the way, just so I can explain something here, when you have a differing opinion. I, I, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Those are the two forms of social media that I tend to stick to. I do not, and this is recent. I, I will admit, this ha is rather recent that I really do not like talking politics on Facebook. And I'll tell you why. Because sometimes I can get a little nasty. No. The problem, the problem is, is I have friends. I have longtime friends. I have family on Facebook. I don't want to have to open up that can on you while on Facebook. That's why I unfriended a couple of individuals. You want to talk to me on Twitter? I know this, the particular person, uh, the particular person I'm talking to, and I, he knows who he is. Is, is he still here? You still got Twitter. If you want to, if you want to bust my chops on Twitter, go come come right ahead. Twitter, I've got 
you know, a marginal amount of followers, you know, a little, you know, almost 2,100 followers on Twitter. I couldn't tell you who 90% of them are. And that's the place. That's the forum. If you really, really want to engage me in some sort of political speak, that's the place. John, this is the place. Yeah. This is the place. Well, this is this is the place. Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely Jeez, right. Please. I'll give you this is the place. <laughs> the, yeah, you, you. Thank you for correcting me. This is actually the place. Entirely this is welcome. the place. I am ready for it. I am ready. I am ready to. I'm ready to talk. take you on. I'm about ready to uh, <laughs> to blast you here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and and Rolando, Rolando, you're absolutely right. He says, good to have a dissenting voice. <laughs> no matter how, I didn't catch the last part of it. Uh, no matter how wrong. Oh, oh, oh goodness, Rolando. Well, get, uh, <laughs> he surprises me. And he surprises me. Who? Uh, Rolando. How does he surprise you? He, he surprises me. He never, he never... In a million years, did, did I think that he would be one to actually get involved talking about politics? Well, you guys go way back when you were both just little tumbling tumbleweeds, right? You're right. Absolutely. I, I, you know what? I, I credit Rolando for the way I am today, to this very day. Is it credit or blame? Which, which, which uh, word are you looking for there? Well, you know, it depends on how you look at it there. But let, let's just say that we were wrestling in the in the in his uh, basement of his home one day, and I, uh, if you've never experienced a pile driver on a concrete floor, you, you've uh, you've missed out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll you, check you that out. You know what? I don't blame you. <laughs> who pile drived who? Ah. Uh, it still hurts, man. <laughs> wow. Wow. So two young boys wrestling naked in the basement. Is that what we're talking uh, uh, about? Uh, don't get started. <laughs> Jeez. Was it hot and steamy in the basement, John? Huh? Huh? Oh, we were such we were such nerds when it came to wrestling. It wasn't even funny. We even had wrestling. Yeah. Stunt, yeah a stunt gone bad. That's what uh. <laughs> You know, I used to think we were bad uh, because our, our rule, we, we played touch football in the streets and, uh, and we, uh, but when it snowed, we switched over to tackle football, no equipment. And there only had to be, you know, the snow only had to cover the sidewalk and that was enough padding for us to uh, switch to tackle football. Uh, I thought we were bat guano crazy, but. Uh, apparently not. Uh, anyway, here's a good here's a good question that uh, has been posed by Edward here. Imagine McConnell was a great guy, did did good things with, for the uh, consist for him and for his country and constituents. Should we limit somebody like that? Let's address that when we get on the other side of the uh, break here, folks. So it is indeed that time. So uh, we'll be back here in a couple minutes. You are listening to the Texas Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Stick around. 
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio T-F-I. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Radio TFI. Hey, I think we're back. How about that? Hey, 
Okay, welcome back. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. Uh, once again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, in the gleaming, shiny, bright, brass-plated Radio TFI Tower, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness once again. Good morning, sir. And good morning, kids and kittens. And again, just a reminder, we are in the midst of a year-long construction process here uh redoing floors two through 347 so we're working out of the ground floor studio and uh, come by and wave we'd be happy to wave back at you absolutely so if you're here before we before we get into the whole thing with 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 the picks here because <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i want to I, I want to address a couple of things first off uh, Rolando, I, I want you to understand that uh, that I say all this in good fun. Yeah, at the time, you're you're absolutely right. It was a stunt gone bad. We were a couple of kids who sometimes didn't even realize that wrestling was uh, was fake at the time. I mean, uh, uh, we used to wrestle around hard. I mean, seriously wrestle around hard and, and try some of these maneuvers that. Uh, some of these guys uh, used to do back in the day. So I, <laughs> I, I, there, there is, there, there has never been any hard feelings about it. None whatsoever. Uh, he's one of my bestest buddies and best man at my, uh, my wedding. And I still forgive him for that. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But uh, no, nonetheless, I want to I want to uh, readdress this question again because this is a good question. Uh, imagine McConnell was a great guy that did good things for the country and constituents. Should we limit someone like that? I hate to tell you this, but sometimes, yeah. Yep. I think. I think that uh, Barack Obama was a wonderful president. I could have went for, you know, I could easily went for another eight to 12 years of Barack Obama as being president without, without a second thought. Uh, I think he, he did a lot for this country and, uh, and unfortunately, yeah, two terms and two and out, unfortunately. And uh, what is it they say at the end of the two terms? Uh, See ya. See ya. Yep, uh, that's it. So, yeah, I, uh, you, you hate like hell to see him go. Uh, but sometimes, yeah. And, and what you would hope for in a situation like that is just you would hope that uh, whoever is in question, whoever is coming to the end of their term, that maybe he would be, maybe there's somebody else. Uh, in the case of in, in the Senate race, you got somebody else in that in that uh, state that you're maybe you want to groom that particular person to be the same way. You you see the good things that this person has done, and you try to uh, bring him up in 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 your image, if you will, to the lack of a better uh, ter- uh, lack of a better phrase uh, here. But yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, if that was the rule, then. 
that's the rule. And I don't think it's a bad rule. I don't think term limits uh, is a bad rule whatsoever. Uh, and, and if I could chime in there for a second, what he said. <laughs> uh, what, one, last, right. what, one last thing today on uh, on uh, on the trial, on the impeachment. It, it was interesting as I was listening to the ambulance chasers start. Uh, at one point, basically, it was... Trump that was the victim, according to them. And I thought back to Oh yeah. And I thought back to something I had heard a long time ago. Hadn't thought of in a while. I managed to find it. I'm a victim of circumstance. Yeah. Girly, I'm a victim of circumstance. I love that drop. We're gonna be playing that a lot. I'm a victim of circumstance. <laughs> Watch out, Ed's got a new toy. I got it. Oh, boy, do I. But I got an even better toy. I got something to... Uh... Oh! Okay, so are we ready, John, for the final time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where this is where our listeners... Do, do me a favor. We do have much more after this segment. So don't, don't go nowhere. If nothing else, go get yourself some popcorn or a Pop-Tart or... It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. We're not even reading the script today. Well, last week was last week. Now, wasn't it, John? We, uh, Ed won. Goodbye. Let's move on. Before we get it. My apologies. That was... Uh... <laughs> well, jeez. Don't apologize, apologize to me. Apologize to the listeners. I apologize to everybody. Before we move on any further, the, this just came in. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have reportedly retained Bruce Castor to represent them in a federal legal challenge to the 2021 Super Bowl results. They plan to prove that the scoreboard manufacturer surreptitiously switched chief points to the Bucks, costing them the game. No, but I but I do understand. I do know one thing. Every single official in that particular game, every one of them, including hey, it was great. We had a, we had a uh, we had a female official in the Super Bowl, and congratulations. I'm not taking anything away from her, but her arm was just as sore as everybody. Every one of them needed a shoulder rub from as many times as they were throwing flags on the Chiefs there in that first half. A lot of, lot that, of laundry had to be done. Well, the Chiefs made mistakes. Look, as many, as many, you, you can say that all day long, but the fact that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs couldn't put one touchdown up, I mean, let's... Well, yeah, there, there, there's that. I mean, that Tampa, De- Tampa Bay defense was... Uh, Incredible! They did their homework. It was uh, it was pretty clear that not all the cardboard cutouts were up in the stands. Some of them were on the uh, Chiefs' offensive line. I, I I have to let him have this. He spent all week writing this shit, so I I have to I, I have to let him have his couple moments here. So uh, so we're here at the final. Final John and Ed versus the spread of the year. Let's let let's if, if you're viewing us on the uh, 
on the Kiwi or the, the, the video portion. Uh, thank you very much. So we've just finished Super Bowl. Oh, look at that. There's the uh, up on the screen right now is the Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup for the Pick Champ for 2020. Which, by the way, and I'll say it again, kudos to the NFL for getting to the end of the season on time and crowning a champion. I, I you know, a few minor bumps along the way, a few rescheduled games, but other, otherwise, they got it all in. So, uh, so our final score for the year was uh, John Shannon, 47 points, and yours truly, 48 points. Thanks to a tiebreaker which we're going to discuss here in a moment. Uh, so now, John picked Kansas City, giving up three points. I took Tampa Bay, and I gave up 13 and a half points to go for two. We both won, which put us in a tie. No, I'm sorry. John, uh, why do I have that showing as... No, I lost. You I lost. I lost. Again, I, I, yeah. I messed up the graphic over there. So John lost, I won. So I picked up two points and I came into a, a dead heat with him. Our over-under tiebreaker was the total number of points scored, which was 55 and a half. John took the over, I took the under, and lo and behold, I won that, which giving me another point. So here you are, kids and kittens. And look at that. It's right here, too, in front of me. I, ex I expect to be drinking out of it next week. Yeah, it's still. Yeah, you won't have to worry about the post office screwing yeah. that one up. No, we? they got it here right on time. Right on time, it got here. There was no delay whatsoever. Go figure. Yeah, well, you know, I picked the I picked the over on that game simply because I thought, yeah, I thought it would be a shootout. Well, I, it was it, it was a shootout. Unfortunately, uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs were shooting blanks. So. I, I I do yeah. not disagree with either one of those choices. I would have look. I, I John picked first, and I just took what was left over. But I would have taken the over. I thought for sure, fifty-five and a half points easily. They're each going to get 25, 25, 30 points apiece easily, easily. That's right. That's right, Rolando. Tampa Bay defense deserved the MVP. Award. I, I I couldn't I couldn't agree more. No question with that. I, but I knew that they were going to hand it to Brady. But uh, yeah, somebody on that defense had to stand out, and uh, you right, should have just handed it to the entire defense. That was <laughs> that was the difference in that ball game. Absolutely, you're not going to deny Tom Brady. And the Chiefs' defense isn't exactly anything stellar to begin with. So I knew that the uh, – I totally expected the game to be something like a 42 to uh, 35 game or right. something like that. I just expected the Chiefs to get 42. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, that, that, uh, that obviously did not happen. I will say this. I, they've, they used them mainly as a blocker this year, Gronkowski. And I got to say, I was really thrilled for him to see him get not one, but two touchdowns. And you could, yeah. see the, you could see the giddiness in him on both those touchdowns. I mean, let's face it, Gronk is, is a big goon in, uh, in the most positive way possible. He's a big old lovable goon. And uh, he's just enjoying the living daylights out of himself. And good for him. Good for him. Uh, Again, I'm glad both of them are out of my division, but 
<laughs> you know, look, that's number seven for Brady. I, he probably, he's got renewed vigor now. He's got renewed Oh, vigor you know now. it. You know it. And look at him. He looks like he's about 25. He looks like he's 25. I hate the man. I hate the man. My so how old was George Blando when he retired? Oh, by God, the in, the, in his early hundreds. Now, for those of you kids and kids out there that don't know George Blanda, George Blanda, I know he finished his career with Oakland. He he was a quarterback. I, I don't remember who he played for initially. I thought he played for the Colts at one point. He, he might he? have. He might have. I honestly don't know. But when I first became aware of George Blanda, he was a, he was a place kicker for the, for the Raiders. Yeah. George Blanda was... Did he make it to 50? He was well into his 40s. He was an old man by football standard. He might have been in his 50s. John's going to look that up for us now. But George Blando, my God, he's he retired in like the 70s. Uh, but anyway, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Brady proved he can do it without Belichick. Uh, he also did it at home. Uh he also proved he can throw the Super Bowl trophy. Uh, anything that's got a football attached to it, he can throw and make a completion. <laughs> George Blander retired at age 48. There you go. And he looked a lot older oh, than he that. Did. Oh, he did. B-L-A-N-D-A. Look him up, kids and kittens. Uh, but, yeah, he spent probably the last seven, eight years of his career, ten years, as a kicker. He, tra- he, he went from quarterback to kicker, although he still... They used them a couple of Big times. Big quarterback every once, to, every once in a while, yeah. Every, you know what? Maybe it was the Colts. Yeah, he had gray hair. I, Rolando, that's right. I, 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 You can picture him. If you knew who he was, you're picturing that. It was probably not nearly as gray as I thought it was. It was probably more salt and pepper, but. Uh, he looked his age. He looked every minute of his age. He looked his grandfather's age. Well, you spend 30 years getting banged around in the NFL. My goodness gracious. So that's going to do it, kids and kittens, for John and Ed versus the Spurge for this year. Congratulations to, uh, oh, me. Uh, next year, we uh, we will certainly do this again. John, uh, itchy eye. Yes. We're, we're By the way, we still got to talk about something here real quick. Remember, we are still in the in the planning stages of John and Ed versus, was it the Rubes? If I'm right. Uh, well, I was not. just about to address that. Okay, address away. We, we will be, uh, for next season, we would very much like to include our listening audience in the uh, in our little game every week. Uh, thanks to Rolando, it will be J- John and Ed and the Rubes versus the spread. And we'll work out the rules and, and, and the format and all that. We've got a good six months to do that. Trust me. Trust me when I tell you that Ed will twist the rules to somehow. Okay, let's talk about this. First off, let me officially end the segment. And uh, blah, 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 blah. Hey, you already bet your money. It's too late. We don't care. Go ahead. Piss it away anywhere you want now. Anyway, that does it for John and Ed versus the spread for this season. And we appreciate you folks tagging along with us. Now, 
Now let's talk about what transpired here. And the final week here for the for the Super Bowl, I used a rule. Now the the rule was you could go for two or three, but you had to give up a minimum. Let's just stick with going for two. You had to give up a minimum of thirteen and a half points. You doubled what the what the line was, but a minimum of thirteen and a half. So there was nothing there that said you couldn't take the underdog. So now Tampa was the dog by three points. Well, I opted to give up 13 and a half points and go for two. I would, John, I would challenge you to show me where in the rules it said I couldn't do that. No, I, at first I was thinking to myself, what in the Sam hell is he doing? I, I, I literally was sitting there thinking, oh, I think this is, this can't be right. This cannot be right. This, this is like, uh, the three stooges going in there uh, and visiting the uh, Trump's defense lawyers uh, there. That that, that was <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. Then I got to thinking. Well, why can't you do it? So you know. And then I'm thinking, if he's that crazy to go that far to throw that hail mary pass, uh, well then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hate to actually put this up here, but I will. <laughs> Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you, Rolando. Now, now I will say this, although I've never seen the film itself, I will say this. The uh, movie Air Bud, the entire plot focuses around the, the fact that there's no rule in the NBA that says a dog can't play. <laughs> there, there you go. There's no rule that said I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true, and it's a good idea. It, it is a it is a it is a really good idea. So I will, I will give you your kudos there. And now, uh, now we've talked about this a little bit off air. You got to admit, John, it was a lot more exciting, a little bit more strategery this year. Yes, instead of going straight, straight uh, wins and losses. Uh huh. You had you no. Had, you're absolutely right. You had ways out. It, it, had... It, Go ahead. And and both of us, both of us, used it to uh, to our advantage. I mean, look at that week that I nailed uh, uh, two uh, two point wild card. Yeah, the seven. wild card. Yeah, I mean, it. So that's how I actually went in front in the. Uh, in, the, in this thing, because I'd been trailing through most of the season. That's what put me in the position of having to dig deep into the rule book. <laughs> Boy, did you. And calling my attorneys. Oh. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. So what do you say we get? I'll go ahead and we'll get off of this here uh, thing. All right. Uh, we'll like be, I, we'll be like back. we said, we, we'll be back with John and Ed versus the spread and the rubes. Yes. Yeah. In uh in time for next football season. We'll have it all worked out. More to the point, I'll have it all worked out. But but again, I am the reigning oh. champ, so yay me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Patch on the back Thank there. You. Here. Thank That's... you. 
That's there. There you go. There you go. Uh, let me scratch a little bit too. Ooh, ooh, that was nice. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> oh, so okay. I got one thing here. Ed, Ed's concerned. It's a little long, but one of my favorite punching bags here of late has been. Uh, none other than uh, Mr. Mike Lindell. You might know him as the My Pillow guy. Uh, we, uh, uh, well, by the way, Rolando, you're actually you're absolutely uh, uh, welcome there. By the way, guys, thanks for the diversion from this quarantine we are going through. Keeps me somewhat sane. Somewhat. Yeah, we're not doing our jobs then. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? There's still any sanity sanity left. Uh, uh, matter of fact, speaking of my lawyers, uh, I, I said to him, I said, what about, uh, my, my sanity? He said, well, I got a clause for that. I said, there's no such thing as sanity clause. It's an old Marx Brothers routine. Oh my God. I oh, you're going straight to hell for that one. <laughs> So, anyways, getting back, getting back to this. Now, Mike Lindell, you, you, like I say, you'll know him as the my pillow guy. Uh, but he has he has uh, exposed himself as an as a uh, Trump supporter in the nth degree. This guy is just like I, I, I honestly wonder what happens in the Oval Office. Some days you're going to wind up finding a. Uh, you're going to wind up finding white stains on his blue shirt one of these days. Where'd you go, Ed? I'm here. Huh? Where'd you go? I'm here. Don't worry. I haven't left. Okay. You were talking. I was giving you a solo. Oh, well, you don't need to go that far. Sure I do. (laughs) So, anyways, as I understand it, uh, Mike Lindell's business has kind of gone into the toilet there since he has come. Not only is he, it's one thing to be a supporter, to be, to support your president or support a candidate one way or another. Nobody's saying he cannot have his political leanings, but he has gone off the deep end here, including uh, talking, uh, trying to convince uh, Trump of, of, of a way to, you know, to take over things declare martial law just completely going off the deep end here and it's his tactics have uh, cost him dearly and i'm not the only one who thinks so there's a gentleman by the name of farron cousins he uh, uh, is one of the uh, contributors to ring of fire which is a we're not we're not going to sugarcoat this it is a left uh, left leaning um, way left-leaning group of individuals. They used to have an hour-long radio show uh, every day. Now they've gone bigger and bolder. Now they're on the uh, they're on YouTube and a few other platforms and what have you. You mean uh, you, you mean similar to hmm, who am I thinking of? Us. Oh well, yeah. Well, they've caught Which Ring of Fire has definitely caught a little bit more fire than we have, but uh, uh, that's uh, either we'll we'll get there by 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 year 10 here we'll probably be in that same boat if we're still alive. But yeah, we'll uh, uh, 
But I wanted to play you this little clip. He has an opinion of his own as far as... Uh, uh, excuse me. Did, did we see the full-page ads last week for my pillow uh, jobs? And also, people are quitting... Uh, my pillow on top of everything else, huh? Well, that's only my assumption. Apparently, they're looking for all kinds of, they're looking for help now all of a sudden. But, uh, well, let's tell you, let's see what Farron uh, Cousins has to say about it. Now, this gets a little lengthy, so uh, just put your feet up and um, relax for a moment or two. My pillow CEO and founder, Mike Lindell. Is having a hard go of it right now, to put it mildly. Uh, Mike Lindell, as we all know, was good friends with Donald Trump. He had cast his lot in with Trump and uh, didn't pan out very well for his company. Most recently, Lindell was at the White House speaking with Donald Trump. According to the notes, he walked out carrying his hand about martial law. Yeah, so the, the pillow guy was actually talking to the president about how to I guess, overthrow the government. Uh, in the months prior to that, Lindell had been pushing these bogus conspiracy theories about the election being stolen, that Trump actually won and Biden lost and all this. Uh, dude totally went off the deep end. Now, what's happened since then is that, uh, well, as one business expert put it recently during an interview, my pillow has become a bit of a dumpster fire. Metaphor gets thrown around a lot these days, but... Uh, he says it's become a dumpster fire because brands across the country are cutting ties with my pillow. They're no longer carrying my pillow products. You know, if, if stores stop carrying your product, uh, kind of hard to make a profit off of people just going to your website and ordering your stupid little pillows. And that's the problem that, uh, my pillow has found themselves in. And here's the thing. It is 100% because of the behavior of their CEO, not the political leanings of their CEO, by the way. There are plenty of companies out there being run by hardcore ultra conservatives that are doing just fine. You know, um, Georgia Pacific. Domino's at one point, I don't know if he's still the CEO, but the guy who owned the entire Domino's company wanted to create a religious village in the middle of Florida at one point. Uh, we talked about it way in the early days of Ring of Fire. Um, you know, so he was a bit of a right-wing uh, fanatic. Founder of Home Depot, huge right-winger. Home Depot still hugely popular, not going under. People aren't boycotting it because there's a difference, folks. And this is what Mike Lindell is learning the hard way. Everybody is absolutely entitled to their own political leanings, even if you're a CEO. You can give your CEO money to a Republican. You can give it to a Democrat. And most people are willing to say, well, I don't care. I'm still going to go here. I'm going to buy your refrigerator. I'm going to buy your product. I'm going to order your pizza. Uh, you know, whatever it is. Because, yeah, you can have your political leanings. You're not in my face about it. And more importantly, you're not plotting to overthrow the federal government. You didn't go full crazy, basically, is the difference, right? Everybody has their political leanings. That's okay. What's not okay is advocating for the overthrow of the U.S. government. You know, you've got to have a line somewhere, and that's a pretty good line to have. So the my pillow guy is finding himself, I guess, in a similar situation to Papa John. 
Now, Papa John was not advocating the overthrow of the U.S. government, but Papa John was uh, caught making some uh, slurs. And so even though he founded the company, even though the company was named after him, the board of directors still forced him out of the company and moved on without him. And they're doing just fine. They had lost their contract with the NFL because of Papa John's comments. So they got rid of him. He was toxic for the brand, even though it was his brand. And then, of course, we all know that he did the interview and said he's had like 40 pizzas in 30 days. And then he promised a day of reckoning and weird. But Mike Lindell's going down that same path. Eventually, somebody's going to come along and have to force him out of his own company, totally cut ties with him in order for my pillow to survive. And I bring up the Papa John story because that's proof that it can happen. You know, with a multi-billion dollar corporation here in the United States that that dude founded, if you're toxic enough, they'll find a way to get rid of you and then publicly say, we got rid of the problem. Come on back and try us again. And that's all for that. Uh, again, that's uh, Farron Cousins, Ring of Fire. Uh, you check that out on on YouTube. Uh, I actually plan, I haven't subscribed to him yet. I actually stumbled across that. And I might have to uh, subscribe because that makes, that makes a, a lot of sense. Uh, at least in my opinion, look, there are a lot of right-wing, right-leaning, Republican-supporting business owners out there who I I would never think of, oh, let's boycott, uh, let's boycott this product, let's boycott whatever. Uh, I, it just the way that, just just the way it goes. Mike Lindell is in another league here, folks. He has got his own set of conspiracy theories when it comes to this election. He has definitely, you know what? L let me let me put it to you this way. He walked in. I'm just assuming. Look, I'm speculating here. So, but he walked into the Oval Office, probably tried to uh, present Trump with a bunch of crazy ideas that were too crazy for Donald Trump. Go figure. Too crazy. He's giving out, putting out ideas there. Too crazy for Donald Trump. And by the way, Mike Lindell, it's still rumored that he's talking about running for governor of Minnesota. <laughs> uh, I, I'm telling you, we've already had one guy that, uh, now. Jesse did some some pretty good things for the state. I'll 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 give the devil his due. He but this guy is even more out there than Jesse Ventura. Um, I, I to tell you the truth, I just I can't help but think that Mike Lindell just back on the old crack uh, crack pipe again. And uh, uh, unfortunately, his rhetoric is going to catch on somewhere. And that's the worst, that's the absolute worst thing that can happen is, uh, unfortunately, Twitter uh, Twitter saw this coming. He's no longer able to tweet, and quite frankly, neither is my pillow. His pillows can't even tweet, for crying out loud. How bad can that get? So, and by the way, David Hogg, I, told, I covered this a little bit last, uh, last week, 
David Hogg, the, uh, one of the uh, uh, Parkland uh, shoot, uh, victims. Uh, Rolando says, don't regret voting for Jesse. I was actually living in, in Vegas when, when Jesse was elected, so I didn't have a, a dog in that fight one way or another. Um, but uh, David Hogg is uh, putting out his own pillow. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to call it our pillow. I don't know what they're going to call it, but... Uh, Look, it's for no other reason than just to rub it in, uh, rub it in Mike Lindell's face, and I, I, I think that uh, when it comes to the crazies list, I think that you're going to see, uh, you're going to see that Mike Lindell probably even more more dangerous than uh, than the uh, uh, dynamic bimbos uh, there. Uh, uh, Lauren uh, Bobbitt and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And you, you know, I couldn't go through a whole show without mentioning her name, right? No, you couldn't. Yeah, but uh, so, yeah, there there you go. But um, by the way, I don't think the R pillow thing or whatever they they would want to call it is actually going to pan out uh, because let's face it, Michael Liddell is not the only person that makes pillows. Uh, there's a whole industry there. What I would prefer to see happen is that there be a virtual R pillow. And that money goes to shooting victims or something like that. Plenty of people. That's make, not a bad idea. Plenty, Absolutely. Plenty of people make make great pillows, and there's no need for David Hogg and and everybody else to get. This is manufacturing we're talking about. That's uh, I again. I, I'm I'm all for kicking Lundell while he's down. He's a nutbag, and uh, look, sometimes you just gotta keep your mouth shut in public. Uh, he he's just not about to let it go. So anyway, uh, we we passed by it in the first hour. We were so uh, jam packed, but we've got a little KO, a little Keith Olbermann that we uh, since we're playing stuff here in the second hour. Let me let me play this. This is from yesterday regarding uh, this was post verdict on the trial. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, it's Keith Olbermann. This is Olbermann versus Democratic leadership. Senate Republicans terrified them into folding at the impeachment trial by threatening to try to block the Biden agenda. Having now gotten what they wanted from the Democrats, Senate Republicans will now try to block the Biden agenda. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer simply cannot or will not recognize that January 6th was just a change in Republican Party tactics. They simply cannot or will not recognize that 30 years ago, the Republican Party declared war on them and war on democracy itself. The Democrats strategize. The Republicans build gallows from which to hang the Vice President and the Speaker of the House. These Democratic leaders must go, and ones who are aware of the existential threat to democracy must replace them. Jamie Raskin, Joe Neguse in the House, hell, if they'll switch parties, Cassidy or Romney in the Senate. Somebody who sees that the Republicans are now the party of insurrection and terrorism. Fourteen years ago, I went on MSNBC and said, if there were ever another Republican presidency, American democracy would not survive it. I have been proved correct. A minority tried to overthrow the government, nearly succeeded, and was just acquitted. We do not have a democracy right now. We have an unstable legislative system, and the first coup against it failed, but nearly half the Senate defended that coup. We are an authoritarian regime in waiting. 
The prosecution of Trump and the coup attempt he led must now go to the grand juries or a special counsel or to a 9-11 commission style investigation. There must be indictments. There must be convictions. Simply put, Donald Trump must go to prison or the next time he or a smarter version of him will overthrow the government because for now at least Trump has gotten away with it. Winston Churchill's words after the diplomatic surrender to Hitler at Munich are appropriate after this disaster. Let me paraphrase them. Do not suppose this is the end. This is only the beginning of the reckoning. We have sustained a defeat without a war. We have passed an awful milestone in our history when the whole equilibrium of American democracy has been deranged and these terrible words have been pronounced against us. Thou art weighed in the balance and found wanting. Keith Overman, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just wanted to get that one on the record. And uh, oh, I'm glad you did. Glad you did. All Overman, all the time, right here on Radio TFI. <laughs> you know, we could actually do that if we wanted to. We one of the beauties of our new server is we can actually do up to five different stations playing simultaneously at the same time. Really? We could do a station of just Taxi Stand Hour replays, another one of just music, another one of just, uh, 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 what's the, uh, 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 the 50-gallon drums the that they bang on? I can't think of the name of it now. <laughs> we could do that. We could do a whole station full of Keith Olbermann and you know. So anyway, we have many, many possibilities. Uh, I, I am Edward. Edward says I'm 100% right. I am. You know, I, I know. I can do the five steps. Oh, you mean Keith Olbermann. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> he is. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. We, uh, you know, look, as an avowed, I will never even consider voting for a, a Republican ever again person. Uh, we need to do something. We need to start standing... We, we've got to stop being a coward about these kind of things and worry about their feelings because they've told us, they put it on t-shirts, F your feelings. They don't care about any anybody else. Okay, and we've got to be that ruthless until we get this, get this in check. We need an enforcer. Okay? We need a... Uh, oh. Uh, we need our own Dave Schultz, and there's an NHL reference going back to the 70s. Uh, the, the Bullies of Broad Street. Uh, he played for the Philadelphia Flyers, and his only reason to be out there was an enforcer. Go out there I don't know fighting. who this guy is. Dave Schultz, look him up. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, I, no, I know. Actually, I do remember Dave Schultz. Okay. Uh, but... There's a guy, he's a lieutenant governor, and I want to, it's of some eastern state. Pennsylvania. Is it, it's, there you go. Thank you. I don't know his name. But this guy looks like he could step into a, a, a freaking wrestling ring or a UFC ring yeah, yeah, yeah. and kick some serious ass. Well, we don't just need uh, somebody that looks scary. We need somebody with, with the cojones. And let's face it, kids and kittens, that would have been Hillary. She may not have been the most likable person on the planet, but she'd have gone in there and kicked some ass and got some stuff done because that's what moms do. Okay? 
Women are much tougher than men will ever hope to be. My goodness. Oh, you we, know that's right. Oh, we go into a panic if we if we if we get a paper cut and we bleed for eight seconds. My goodness. We're babies. We're jeez, Louise. I, I you know telling somebody they can't do something because they're a woman is uh, boy, you can't even say you can't you know, they can pee standing up too. So we don't even have that on them anymore. Uh it never did really, but uh it's but we do need to get tougher. We need to get tougher. Look at look at what the Republicans have done. Mitch McConnell basically just bitch slapped all of us yesterday. Oh look at me. I'm I, I I'm I'm now on your side. But he's not. He's not. But he's gonna make it and we're gonna go, Oh Mitch, you know, we, we wish you would have voted the other way, but we understand why, so so we're going to give you a big old hug. Screw that. Kick him in his old man nutsack. You know. That's we, the, you use the, the analogy quite often about uh, Lucy pulling back the football. When, that's yeah, exactly that's what. Uh, precisely. That's exactly what McConnell did. Listen, let me. Can I interject one thing on that thought? By all means. I. Well, you know. I just turned 58 years old. Okay, I hope happy to birthday. Be... Thank you. Um, I hope to be spinning around on this planet for another 20 years or so. I can't, honest, I, I, I can't honestly sit here and look at you and tell you that I will never, ever, ever, ever vote for a Republican again. I can't tell you that. Look at how look at how the party look at how things have changed and evolved and devolved and, and what have you. Anything is possible. I will tell you this much, folks. As long as Republicans keep kissing the ring of one Donald Trump, the, the I, I don't care. I don't care how far down the ballot you will never get a the Republicans will never get a vote from me. I have said this. Uh, from day one, I always get these same people on the right-hand side. Your Kenny Coons, your Rod Johnsons, a few other people that I've debated with over time. Oh, you just don't like Republicans. I voted I voted Republican as early as, uh, uh, as George W. Bush the first time around. Bush. Yeah. It was it was the healthcare debate that actually brought me to the Democratic side. I was voting I was voting for a specific need that I had, which the Republicans had absolutely no uh, no answer for whatsoever. So that's how I got back in or or into Democratic politics was after after that particular election, and then seeing how uh, Barack Obama, who I'm sorry, I still say was one of the better presidents we've had in the in the last 40, in my lifetime at least, since I've been able to pay attention. Uh, I, I, I tell you, as long as Republicans are kissing the ring of Donald Trump, you will never, ever get my vote, ever. And the worst part about it is, is like we've even said earlier today, 
Donald Trump is no more of a Republican than, like Ed said, this chair. But he's got, he, for whatever it is, whatever reason, he has uh, got a hold and captured the quote-unquote imagination of the, uh, of the base, of the haters out there. And he has managed to get their attention and he doesn't plan on letting it go. He is going to, as long as people are murmuring his name, like Ed said here the other day, for as many times as as they were saying uh, uh, Trump in the uh, impeachment tri- trial, he was and probably... Show, and showing the videos with his name up on the flags and all that. He was... Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I, I don't want to describe... He, was, he set his mushroom on fire as... Uh, he was stroking that as, thing so fast. Yes, he, he, said uh, that he got that. He got that mushroom smoldering, baby, smoldering. And by the way, I, I thank you. Thank you. I've been tough on these two little fingers. Thank you, Edward, for the comment. Uh, I don't always see them right away unless John John has the magic control for the comments for them to pop up on screen. So uh, I sometimes I'm delayed in, in reading them when I have to go for myself. But anyway, uh, gosh, there was something I was gonna say something i was gonna do and i'll be gosh darned if i can think yeah yeah we gotta stop being babies about it just get in there and 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 suck it up and uh we just gotta start being tough we gotta start playing the game their way you gotta stand up to them as much as you don't want to as much as we don't want to we all just want to lay back just get along let's get things done we all live our life and we move on off this ethereal point but but some there comes a point where you got to stand up and suck it up and you got to stand up to the bully you got to stand up to the nitwit oh yeah you you know that you know they're, they're going to slick talk the way out of it but you know what you got to let them know you're going to fight you got to let them know that there's uh I, i'm going to give you a quick quick story here when i was a kid a bunch of guys a couple of years old and me used to pick on me all the time so I was a teenager, and two of these guys, uh, we were in our local park. I was there with a buddy of mine. I was about 14, 15 years old. And they started their nonsense with us. So we wound up fighting, uh, the four of us, two, two on two. We were at the baseball diamond, and I was in one of the dugouts. And the dugout, it's a bench with a fence in front of it. I was up on the fence. I had a, a, a wire mesh trash can. Up above my head. I was ready to crash it down on this guy. And you could see the look of terror in his eyes. Only that a little kid walked behind him. Only that a little kid walked behind him. And I couldn't do it because I don't want to take the chance on hurting a little kid. But I'll tell you what. This nitwit thought twice. He thought twice. In the future. And anything he always said to me. he, He did it while he was running away. He wouldn't let me catch him. He was bigger than me, but now he knew I had the fire in my eye. Now he knew I wasn't going to put up with this nonsense anymore. And this is what has to be done to the Republican Party. And by the way, I'm not done. And what I don't understand right now, right now, is why people like Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, and these seven Republicans, I'm not saying they have to join the Democratic Party, but why not go independent? Just move move off the Republican Party and stop being beholden to them. 
Okay, stop being beholden to them. It's okay to have conservative values. It's okay. Look, I admit Romney, he's, uh, you know, like, I don't agree with everything he says or does, or, you know, I don't agree with most people, to be quite honest. But why not just, just move off? Show some nerve. Show some, I mean, they already have. I, I'm sorry, let me take that back. I apologize. I apologize. They, they've shown a lot of nerve. They've stood up for themselves. Let's split off from the party. Make Mitch McConnell, put him really in the minority so he doesn't really know what you're going to do. Shake that Republican moniker. Because that Republican Party is not the Republican Party you joined. Not, yeah. not anymore. No, it's no longer that party. So, well, maybe they're maybe they're trying to drag the rest of the Republican Party away from Trumpism. Make Trumpism be the minority. Make, make Trumpism be the fringe. Right, but John, not... here, here's the problem. They both still have the R after their name, and as far as most people are concerned, that's the same thing. You need to do a a a for real meaningful separation you don't agree with the way this party's being run anymore move off again i'm not saying you have to join the democrats go independent not start a whole new party because that takes that's going to take too long to get up and running although you know what fine because then the democrats win everything i'm good with that but if you fear repercussions from the Republicans. And by the way, these early adopters, your Mitt Romney's, your, well, I don't expect anything from Susan Collins, to be quite honest. Uh, you got to expect to take a shot here. You get a term, maybe two, as a senator, but that's all you should have had anyway. You got to start laying down the law here and start setting examples. You don't have to agree with everything the Democrats say, but gosh damn it, you don't need to be putting up with this Trump nonsense either. Okay, that he's got, we're, we're this close to everything getting out of hand. We came this close to losing our government. This close. They were ready to hang Mike Pence. Mike Pence is just the latest person to find out, Trump don't care about you. Oh, you know it. Pence has been, has been Trump's do-boy. For four and a half years now, five years, he he just he just licked his ass whenever it was it was demanded, and what happens in the end, Mike? Something that clearly Trump doesn't understand how anything works. Uh, you couldn't explain to him that you couldn't. Your role there was ceremonial. You were just like the person. The best description I heard, the best analogy. You're like the person reading the card who won Oscar for Best Picture. You had no say in the voting. You had no say in the tabulations. You're there just to open the envelope and say, here's the winner. And that's all his job was that day. Period. It's prescribed in the Constitution. And yet, and yet, Trump had, had his people believing that there was still a possibility that this could be overturned. Mm -hmm. And he threw you out to the wolves. He threw you out to, and he left you there. He left you there. More than one person made, made the point. 
There's no way you don't know where the vice president is at any given moment, let alone if he's in trouble. They they track these high level officials minute by you know second by second. They know exactly what's going on. To say Trump didn't know Pence was there is a flat out lie, flat out lie, flat out lie. So, and again, Pence just the latest person to find out that Trump views human beings like Kleenex tissues. Use them once, done. Throw them away. Exactly. And Perfect. by the way. I want to get in here because we are getting awfully close to the top of the hour. Ed's reference to the whole idea of we have to fight this. We have to fight this with our every breath or even take it to the streets. If if you want to use that particular uh, analogy, that doesn't mean climbing up the side of the Capitol building like a bunch of cockroaches. That doesn't mean going out and burning down buildings or businesses or whatnot or looting or anything to that along that line. But what you need is you need to present an argument. If you listen, if you can't, I wouldn't. I'm not that good at presenting an argument to a large group, but you need to bring the argument. You need to bring the facts. Bring on the noise. Bring on the funk. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Be loud, be proud. Oh, there it is. But you don't, but don't, but don't do it. You know, let's be better than those bunch of clowns from January 6th. Be better than that. Because you know, because what's what's being what's happening right now is is that okay? You're being compared to you're being all these people that are that the insurrection attempt was being compared to the rioting on the streets and what have you. You can't, you can't draw that comparison. I don't know who was all involved in the looting and and the and the burning of buildings and what have you. I don't know who was involved with that. But we cannot, when you t- when you're fighting for a cause, burning down a building is just the same. It's the same thing as causing a riot. At the Capitol, there's no difference. You're no better. Absolutely. Ed, you got anything? Uh, anything left? That's what you've got. And I like, I like the fact that you got that. Time to say goodbye, folks. Thanks for joining us here. Thanks for all the comments and the participation. We'll see you again next week, unless something warrants. We see you sooner on a uh, on a shorter version of the Taxi Stand Hour. Maybe the Taxi Stand Moment again. You never know. For Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon. I got the money. See ya!
Sí. sí.